What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala Bird, a weekly podcast done by yours truly, Harish Talani and Terence Chia from Ministry of Funny. We've been doing this for for we've got what? How many? This is the twenty second episode. Uh, of Yala but of Yala but I think I think uh, our series of podcasts before that where we were interviewing people. Yeah. Uh, that was like I think seven or eight apps, right? Yeah, seven yeah. or eight apps. So we we did that. That was called a mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> mushroom. Uh, so and and this year we decided to rename it Yala but we changed the format from having guests uh to interview to a weekly thing that just Terence and I can record every week. Yeah. But 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 some heads up next week we shall have some special guests. Yeah. Coming on board. Because uh, earlier this week, we did a podcast on Singapore Social last week. That's right. Yeah, and it was pretty popular and even the cast of Singapore Social themselves heard it. Uh, so next week, we'll be bringing some of them on for one-on-one interviews. None of this, they interview like five people at a time and you just scratch the surface. We're but why, why don't we... One by one. Yeah, why don't we leave it to y'all to guess yeah. who will be who, coming on board? Who will be coming? Who, who of will the five coming will be coming on board? Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe five. Maybe. Maybe five. So that'll be next week. This week... This week the theme is the theme is transporter. Uh. Yeah, transport a very big theme. Very big theme for both the serious and the goofy topic. Yeah. So to start with, Terence, what is the serious topic? Basically, it's something that um, affects all of us, and we want to dive deep into not this just topic. all of us, the animals too. Animals, yeah, all of us on Singapore Island, including the, f- the animals, the animals, the flora and the fauna. Yeah, because basically, uh, the LTA has come out after six years of consultation with uh, nature groups and all, and decided that the new MRT cross-island line will cut across a nature reserve yeah. as opposed to skirt around it, which is what the nature groups were, were pushing for. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of justification why uh, for and against. And maybe, Harish, you can, since you have it in front of you, why, yeah. why, what, can you generally talk about what the justifications for Maybe, this maybe, maybe before the justifications, just to give a oh, yeah. bit more context. Uh, in 2013, January 17th, the authorities announced this new cross-island line. I've forgotten how many lines there are in Singapore. Uh. Yep. Last time I remember the days when I could just figure out in my head, okay, I need to go to this station, which line to cross. Now I can't. Yeah. I, Basi- I always have to check. Basically, last time as a kid, when they ask you what is the MRT line, you just draw an X yeah. and then it's all, <laughs> that's all what it is really, like, right? That either sounds very simple or makes us seem very old or both. Uh. <laughs> so, okay, first of all, I think, I think having more MRT coverage is a great thing. Uh, the tricky thing about this is that, yeah, six years ago it was announced and essentially, this is crossing the catchment area in Singapore. It's like the McRitchie Nature Reserve and like, mm. I think it's one of the highest density of flora and fauna in the world because no? mm-hmm. it's primary rainforest right it never yeah. went through the ice age and it's been like fucking millions of years and per hectare I think is the amount of species per hectare is insanely high yeah. so the option was to go around uh, and I mean the, the decision I remember the debate years ago uh, where it was yeah go under the flora and fauna or go around and and it was started in 2013 so all the way there were visits there were the Nature Society, like a day after, it was an, a few months after it was announced in January 2013, they came out and there was a lot of discussion back and forth. Uh. And then I remember it, it occupied the, glo- the national attention for a while. Then it seemed to have gone under the radar. Under the radar. But, under. but just a question, like why yeah. were people, why, were, why are nature groups against uh, the digging underneath the catchment reserve? I guess if you are digging so deep that, why would it affect 
flora and fauna. I guess okay. So so I mean neither of us are construction people. Neither yeah. of us. Uh, I mean I study mechanical engineering, but I'm not. I know nothing. And I took secondary school geography. So what? Who will be expert? A geologist. Yeah, a yeah, geologist. Probably, a geologist. geologist. Probably a nature. A nature researcher. Biologist. Zoologist. Uh, Zoologist. Uh, and and whatnot. So okay, I think it's just okay. If if you imagine going underneath, what you're saying is now they announced seventy meters underneath, like, which is the height of a twenty-five story HDB, which is fucking mm. high, mm. But and uh, apparently, if you look at the cross sections, there's a layer of topsoil, then some other soil, then some other soil, and then like a fuck ton of granite rock. Uh. Yeah. So they're going to be digging in the granite rock. Yeah. Which I guess is already what they typically dig for most MRT lines. Mm. But this is going to be super deep. Uh. Yeah. And. It's actually pretty deep on a global standard. I think the deepest is some some subway in Ukraine that's 103 meters. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Singapore is 70 meters. Okay. But I think the concern, I mean, okay, if you think about it, if you're going through, you can imagine, I mean, have you seen the fucking boring machines? Yeah. And yeah, yeah these, are, these are not machines that are boring. Right? It's just the machines that bore holes. Bore through, bore through granite. Bore through granite. Verb- Ball, yeah, right, it's a yeah. fucking insane machine and as as stealthy or as, as quiet as it can be, you can kind of imagine that if they're boring a fucking huge hole through rock, technically whatever's above would yeah. be affected. And, and I think it's more than even just during this process of construction, but going beyond like when the MRT is actually there. Yeah. Just the fact of the MRT traveling underneath, although it's underneath, the vibrations probably will somehow affect wildlife. Because yeah. Maybe we don't feel it on the ground so much, but there are animals that rely on stuff like vibrations and, and stuff like that to, to you know, catch mice or whatever. Yeah. Like a snake you know, feels vibrations. So they're, they're saying that that will have some kind of adverse impact, long-term impact on the animals living there. Yeah. So, so that's where I think uh, the nature groups are going a bit and, nuts. And I mean, it, okay, to the government's credit, it seems like there was really a fuck ton of assessment that was yeah. done. Yeah. There was tenders uh, awarded to to like a global consulting firm to do detailed impact studies. There were discussions with 42 nature groups. I didn't even know there were 42 nature groups yeah. in Singapore. Uh, and I guess the, the main thing was to decide. So they spent six years giving, or let's say we give them the benefit of the doubt that, okay, there's no impact. Mm. To me, it's like, okay, so so did we already say that yesterday they announced that they are going no, to No, no, that's why I think we oh. should go back to say about they announced that they were... Uh. Still go through, yeah, and, still but go what through. are the justifications? Okay, so this is quoting Mr. Kuo Boon Wan, uh, otherwise known as Henry Tia. Uh, Kuo Boon Wan, who is our transport minister. His handle on Facebook is actually Minister Kuo Boon Wan. Oh, wow. So once he becomes minister, then he's off Facebook. Uh. I think you can change what? Facebook, you can change. Yeah, but your handle yeah. is stuck with you for life, man. No, no, it's not. You can change. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but still, I, like now everything, your, your identity is shaped by what oh. people see online. What? Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. will, on our graves or crematorium or more, it's just going to yeah. say Ministry of Money. Uh. Correct, correct, yeah. yeah. So, so in his post, uh, I mean, basically he had a summary post on 4th December. So this wasn't yesterday. Um, and to just quote a few little excerpts. Okay, so basically to summarize the statement in his words, if we skirt around the nature reserve, it will cost taxpayers and commuters dearly. If we cross it, the concern is the impact on the flora and fauna. We consulted widely and deeply. Eventually, we decided to cross it, but dive deep. Uh, he says deep like 15 fucking times in this uh, poster. So essentially... <laughs> Yeah, the, he outlined the, the pros and cons of each. Um, and essentially, so we decided to go much deeper. Impact, blah, 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 can be completely, almost completely eliminated to make sure that our plan will work. So the justification is essentially that it would save time and inconvenience of commuters. Hmm. It will be cheaper in the long run because yeah. of the less amount of distance to go. Yeah. Um, and, and it will be less... Taxpayer money. So, I mean, I think if I remember correctly, the specifics were 
that uh, skirting around, which is what the nature groups want, yeah. skirting around would cost an extra $2 billion yeah. in construction. And it will also add six minutes of commuting time to people who six are getting from... Six minutes, no, a yeah, lifetime. From one uh. end to another. La. So uh, mm. the extra six minutes is not worth the commuting. Uh, it's not worth it. And uh, I think the one more thing I heard was that uh, yeah, getting the train to travel that much more every day would also have a negative impact on the environment as opposed to it just taking the shorter route. Nah. Yeah. So, okay. So just on that, right? Okay. Like the, the thing about government policy, right? Is there so many things that layman citizens like you and I, we don't see. Lah. Yeah. So sometimes, even though the decision might sound like a fucking annoying decision, if you go into detail, it might be the best decision. Lah. Mm. So that's where whenever I see a policy that I disagree with, I kind of think, okay, there's probably some shit I don't know. There's probably some shit I, I don't understand. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, unless it's clearly stupid la, like like banning some heavy metal band from playing in Singapore but going back to this um, I just feel that it is uh, I don't know like it feels th- okay they did all the studies but like what you said you know like if we base it on just okay 70 meters underground uh, and, and it's deep enough but right now we still don't understand animals fully right mm, you know mm. they can hear shit you always hear like oh animals can tell bad weather coming yeah. and all this shit yeah. like and what you like what you said it's not just the digging is the fucking trains going back and forth every single day. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that not being in back. Like. Okay, so those, those people who live like near MRT lines, you know that the, the noise there is really like, uh, is, is bad. Like, yeah, it's, it's like... You imagine, can feel it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, imagine, they say 25th story HDB block, right? Okay, you go stay at the 25th story, then the first floor fucker, he yeah. just plays like heavy metal drums <laughs> and like, you see whether you can sleep at night. Exactly. Like. Right. You'll be complaining also. <laughs> like. yeah, yeah, that's why you'll be complaining. And like animals... We, yeah, okay, we, we, un- we the think... The worst is know. they can't complain. Animals can't complain. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. And like, I even saw an article like the, the fucking Upper Thompson residents are damn happy. Oh. Because yeah, like, they're not going to be impacted by the MRT uh, construction. Like. Yeah. But like animals, yeah, we know a lot, but there's so much we don't know. And it, it, it just feels like, okay, uh, as much as you can be quiet during construction, uh, it just feels like if you're crossing and it is a significant... If you look at the aerial map, it is signif- It literally cuts across MacRitchie. Like, and MacRitchie, mm-hmm. if you walk one loop, it's about 11.4 km. Yeah. So the... I mean, it's definitely a few kilometers across. Like, yeah. And it just feels like, wow, fuck, there's definitely going to be some impact. And okay, so overall, right? I mean, a big part of policy is also what it... How you communicate. Like, you know, like, like a big part of government talking and all these new things. Sometimes you can say... Something that's so unpopular, but if you phrase it correctly, it yeah. can still work. Yeah. So this one, essentially, given that there's so much talk about climate change and there's so much talk about how people need to understand that they can no longer put their convenience first. Yeah, yeah you want disposable plates? It's fucking convenient. Right? Yeah. But that is the main thing that people are talking about, right? For once, can humans just realize, fuck, don't you suffer a bit. Just suffer a bit for the greater yeah. good. Yeah. And this ultimately is saying that Fuck, six commuters have to spend six extra minutes. And okay, you can add up, let's say someone takes six minutes uh, to and fro a day, 12 minutes times 30, that's 360 minutes a month, uh, uh, 12, 12 months, like uh, 2,000 plus minutes a year. But if you're saying that that is not yeah. something people can sacrifice, right? I just feel it sends a, a yeah. weird message. Uh. And I, th- I think uh, we Singaporeans in general, we have sort of lost that relationship with the environment that yeah. we, we had. Considering that we're a tropical country and all, I think like a few weeks ago or something, there was a conservation expert or something who was in Singapore and uh, it was shared that some the, the the agencies here, the government agencies here, get a lot of calls from members of the public to, oh, there's a snake that, that crawled out from some jungle somewhere. Can we call the zoo to pick it up? Because that's where they belong. You know, <laughs> So it's like, 
it's things like that where where Singaporeans think that uh, animals don't belong in Singapore. Yeah. Like they belong in only in a zoo and there's no nature around us. Like there was it's a, crazy. I think a week ago or something there was this beautiful crocodile that was spotted at Sungai Bulo. Yeah. And they posted online and I'm so happy to see some people say, oh, you know, it's such a great thing to to witness this nature. Yeah, but of yeah. course you get some people, oh my god, so dangerous. Imagine a parent not watching his toddler and yeah. go and fuck. then fuck, if you bring a toddler to a nature reserve, you have to be careful. Yeah, of course. And because I used to I mean, uh, I used to do a lot of trail running, so I ran around Macritchie quite often, and it really saddened me that one time, one of my favorite parts, which was like a trail that was very raw, like, there was rocks and all, mm. I came back a few months later, it was pebbles, you know, those, oh, they put those, those, those gravels, yeah. they yeah, just yeah. put it there, and what the fuck, like, the thing about a nature reserve is you want to maintain nature, and you can assume that when people go there, they know it's going to be nature, it's not going to be yeah. footpaths, right? Yeah. So this one just feels like, especially the same week that this massive climate change conference is happening in Madrid, yeah. we make this announcement that for six minutes per commuter, uh, and when they say taxpayer money, I don't know, there's so many things that the way taxpayers' yeah. money is spent that yeah. it's not really scrutinized. So to yeah. use that as, as a thing is like... There, there was a, one of the comments on the, on the Facebook post by the, by the minister was... Uh, Please then then ensure that the money that you saved from this should go into conservation efforts. Oh yeah, like yeah. two billion dollars. Use it for conservation yeah. and not to build another gardens, fake garden I mean, by like the way. Everyone or everyone knows that Singapore is shit at recycle, recycle recycling stuff, sustainability, which is so sad given that we are such a small country where you can imagine if we want to change things, right? We yeah. definitely can. Yeah. Like even recycling bins. I've seen blue bins being combined with green bins and just sent to trash. Like, I know we don't have world-class recycling uh, uh, facilities, but that's a whole separate thing. Like. This one, yeah, exactly. If, if It just feels like they're sending a message that, okay, we are always going to put convenience over environmental sustainability. Like. Of course, I can so imagine them saying that. I think it was a few months ago saying that the green green coverage in Singapore is going to increase over the next few years mm. because of more plants and all. Yeah. But the thing is about this nature reserve is like hundreds of thousands of years old. No? Yeah. Like it's primary rainforest. And uh, it just, uh, just feels like, uh, why, why, why? I mean, uh, yeah, just, I, I guess, I'm not, I don't think it's uh, uh, that the people in, the, in, the, in positions of power necessarily... Uh, you know, like don't care about environment yeah. or anything. There's yeah. a lot of uh, stakeholders at play, like, and I'm yeah. sure there are people who, even within the establishment who are much bigger tree huggers than we are and all that. Yeah. But I think what we're saying here is more about just the communication of what is the priority to yeah. people, right? That yeah. That is the issue. Because, I mean, in the same year that we opened something like Jewel Changi that everyone's very proud of and all, yeah. you know, and then we built a garden inside. We have a garden outside, right? Yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> beautiful garden outside that, <laughs> that you can visit exactly. anytime, you know? So it's like that billions spent building that garden, yeah. you know, versus that billions saved, you know, un- going digging under this is kind of like, it's very jarring, like, given but, this but the year. But I can imagine when, people working on the budget for this saying, hey, you guys, you two people talking into a microphone don't understand the impact of two billion, it can be used for this. It's true, but yeah. I mean, okay, then... If the moment you bring that in, then let's have a look at how all our taxpayer money is, is done. Uh. Why oh. don't maybe one year NDP cut back a bit yeah. or like cut back NDP cut back. for the next 10 years? <laughs> because I really think that it would send an amazing message saying that, okay, you know what? 10 years ago, we would have bought the fuck out of this uh, through screw uh, inconvenience. We need to be efficient, efficient, yeah. efficient. But at this point in time, when there's a global push, I mean, you look, the last thing that Greta Thunberg did was sale three three weeks uh, from, I think, Chile, where one conference was supposed to be held. Yep. The climate change thing, yep. la, then got shifted to Madrid. She sailed just, and she herself said, it's not sustainable 
to travel. It's not possible to travel yeah. sustainably. La. But there's already so much talk. <laughs> Here we are. Like, okay, we have studied this for six years. Wasted probably a lot of money, a lot of taxpayer money. And in the end, we're just going to go through. La. Yeah. Yeah, so it just feels like, oh, fuck. I was really hoping that they would. And this again came out of nowhere. There, there was like mm. a lot of uh, discussions for like one year and then maybe again and then it went silent and boom. Yeah. We're going to go through the forest. Okay, do what Coplay did. Like Coplay, they can't find a solution to sustainably travel the world while touring. Yeah. So they decided, oh, we're going to hold off touring until we find a way to do that. Yeah. I can so, imagine so a lot of people So it's a bit of delaying it. Delaying it. I can, yeah. A lot of people say, ah, here's Coplay trying to be different again. Yeah. But I actually think like, in, if you're in a position of Coldplay where somehow they're still relevant after so many years, to make that kind of stand, it is important. Yeah, it says it something. Like, important, yeah. It tells your fans that, oh, uh, the reason why you might not be able to see us soon is because we want to find a way to save the world. So if you can help to find a way to save the world, then we get to come for a concert soon. Yeah. And it's a good message, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, you can imagine it would even spur or incentivize people to think, hey, fuck, uh, there's now if, if a big if con- rock concerts start uh, wanting to travel sustainably you can think about just ways to optimize concert uh, organization la. and maybe there are more greener ways and spur yeah. that sort of in, in innovation there yeah. right well, it's, been a, it's been a tough couple of months for LTA huh? they've had like this <laughs> no actually I thought quite easy right PMDs but compared to like the, at no. least no MRT breakdowns at oh yeah, no yeah. MRT oh, that's true that's true yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. man can you, can, when was the last time there was an MRT breakdown yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe it man famous last words yeah famous <laughs> last words <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, they had that uh, PMD ban which was quite a communications disaster also yeah and now this one I mean this one is not as big a disaster but we felt like oh it's it's important that, like, that it's worded it should be worded properly yeah. like, that's one thing they've fail to do and, and the same thing about point. the comms okay so here the only people who are speaking out about his marriage right are government people if you mm. really did all these feasibility studies with nature groups and you got their buy-in I yeah. would assume that at least there's a handful of them who are willing to kind of speak out because for all we know yeah. it might be totally fine there might be ton, tons of literature saying that if you dig below 50 meters the yeah. animals won't give a fuck they won't even know then that's great yeah. but right now everything we're hearing is from the site that we already knew what uh, their stand is yeah like, what right? their stand yeah. is so it feels like, again the comms thing you're just, you're just like yeah, that's a good point I mean I wish there were some environmentalists who would be able to tell yeah. us more because right now I can't tell the difference between digging 70 meters versus digging 50 meters for example Yeah. other than okay like, you don't, don't hit the soil Yeah, you try not to do that but 70 meters and all that's quite deep but will you still be able to f- feel the vibrations uh? and Komuro's post is coupled with his picture that is like one of those great pictures like okay ooh he knows how to use those apps that can combine <laughs> six pictures into one it's basically a collage of like people sitting around a desk looking at powerpoint screens people standing in a forest looking around some guy talking to a crowd with a powerpoint be- him yeah. behind a bunch of old people looking at a model you fucking google all this shit you can put something together. it doesn't say anything what? Yeah. I think subconsciously he's trying to say that we a lot of people, lot, yeah. yeah. A lot of people consulted. We did a lot. Yeah. Wait, honestly, yeah. you Google people standing in a forest looking up, you get that picture. Man talking to crowd, get this picture. Okay, Old okay, man talking to a model. But would you prefer this or you prefer him to be taking a selfie while not looking at the camera with the sun, sun, sunset in the, behind him? <laughs> oh, in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, the Eiffel. <laughs> would you prefer like he take a selfie like Instagram, like full, go on full for the gram and then after that talks about this or prefer him posting would, these pictures? I would like him to take a selfie hugging a wild boar from Magritte <laughs> and just saying, you know, I've uh, spiritually connected with I've this wild boar. I've spoken to them. I've lived with them and I understand and I've got their buy-in. That yeah. would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I would like and share the hell out of that post. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've seen I've seen like wild boars interacting with human beings at uh, uh, Coney Island. It's uh, a bit off topic, but it's just funny that 
I was once at Coney Island and I saw this guy uh, throwing bread across a, a little drain that mm. had a fence around it. And then on the other side, which was on the Coney Island side, yeah. there was just a wild boar just waiting there for the, the oh, bread. Yeah. So I, I have this feeling he goes there every day at the same time and maybe feeds Would you bread. Would wild boar be eating bread? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, whoa, this like clash of civilizations. But at the same time, like uh, uh, an offering of pizza. Here's gardenia bread. But that's one of those things that there are certain things you shouldn't feed animals, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, do, so you, do you feed bread to dogs? No, you don't. You don't what hap- why, 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 why not? I mean, they're not, they're not, their digestive system yeah, exactly. doesn't, can't handle the sugar and all that. Like, See, yeah. boy, maybe the wild boy really goes and fucking has massive <laughs> diarrhea and he doesn't know why. Yeah, but he loves <laughs> he the taste. So no. I'm like, wow, that is like, wow, like uh, urban, urban environment meets nature. No, and that just reminded me of this one fucking magical experience I had when I was training for the ultra marathon in McRitchie. I okay, magically, brag alert, brag yeah, alert. Yeah, brag alert, 250 kilometers over five days, self-supported in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just manly like that. Okay. What was your position? You finished. <laughs> hey, How? fucking hell. There were okay. No, no, okay. Carry <laughs> no, no, on. You think you bring it up? I have to say, like, I fucking my legs were destroyed. Like they were swollen as fuck, and I still finished. Okay, like 50 percent of the people dropped out out of four hundred, and I finished. Okay, back to the story. So, okay, so, <laughs> so, so I stumbled upon the magic of running in Magrucci at night when it's fucking dark. Yeah. Because one time I didn't. Like, you know, in the forest, like when the sun sets, it gets dark super fast. Yeah. So I started around in the evening and halfway through, it became fucking dark, but it was magical because like, you feel like you're in this other world. Like. Yeah. So I convinced another friend of mine to come and he insisted on running with a headlight, which was fine. So um, one time we were running and we saw this this r- tree root across the path. Like. Yeah. We're like, okay. So we kind of jumped over it. As we jumped over it, we saw the fucking spots. It was a fucking python. Oh shit. And How was thick was thick, it? It was thick enough that you think it's a tree root. Oh, so shit. after that we jumped over we were like wait what was that then he looked back and we saw the spot we were like oh my god so we ran like little uh, little boys just yeah. ahead but then we stopped we were like oh my god that was insane it was yeah. so fucking thick and we literally jumped over a python uh, and I mean I hope we didn't scare it or startle it and all but it was just yeah you, you forget that in Singapore as much as there are buildings there's still a fuck ton of wildlife around yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think people because they don't encounter it it's hard to imagine but there's a shit ton of animals here you think if you got bitten by that python you'll be speaking differently about this topic today. Uh, I don't think so. In fact, I would be like, don't fuck with the animals, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they already... Recently, there was a video of this dolphin banging its head at Resorts World. Right? Do you see? Oh, I didn't see, no. Yeah, someone... They, they can't pinpoint who took that video, but yeah. it's literally a dolphin just knocking its head into the wall. Trying to get out. Or something. I don't know. Oh, People oh. are just trying to figure out like... Ooh, yeah, it sounds tragic. It, it sounds tragic. So, I mean, this is one of those things that I, I just... Yeah, it, it would be inconvenient, but... <laughs> yeah. Maybe you find some way in those six minutes, right, the, or the train, yeah. you just make like sell sh- people shit to people on the train. Uh. Yeah. So you try and recoup two billion over like <laughs> uh, ten years. Uh. Yeah, right. then you are entering the advertising zone. Yeah, advertising right. zone for six minutes, just <laughs> bam, 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 got QR code, everything, yeah. scan, scan, one click purchase, everything. Yeah. Then by the end of the, you get out of the train, you pick up. Or, or yeah, or the reverse are now that we don't have it. Then for that time that you're crossing the catchment area, yeah. they tell you stuff about the environment <laughs> exactly. that you would not actually know. Exactly. Oh, and as you ahead, uh, on top of you right now, uh, yeah. how many, 70 meters of flora and fauna? Yeah, on mm. your left, there's a pack of wild boar who wouldn't <laughs> be here if we started drilling underneath. Yeah. So wave to the wild family of wild boar. If yeah, you like so the new, the new do, like, uh, safari, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's so many ways. So just this feels like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, but if you have any ideas, if you're an environmentalist or famous tree hugger, yeah. please let us know like, oh, okay, yeah. what, so, what you're thinking. You think about anyone who's, who you just call a tree hugger will want to come on the podcast? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean it in a very <laughs> endearing way. In a, in a sense, I also I also do my own little things for my own reasons. Regular, regular, regular. No, no, no. I'm not even going to say what they are because like, I don't need to drop in anything. But 
but but I don't I, I I would say yeah somewhat maybe I'm a little bit of a tree hugger sometimes as well. I think all of us should be I'm tree huggers. Animal, yeah. animal hugger. I'm an animal hugger. I like yeah, animals. Yeah, just hug so, anything yeah. you want. Anything natural. Just go yeah, hug any, it. Any, 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 uh, natural animals. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So if you're a if you're an environmentalist or someone who knows a lot about this and yeah. and maybe we are saying some, a whole bunch of bullshit that is totally wrong. Yeah. It'd be just, great to no. have you on. But actually, just nice that you were talking about running yeah. just now because. That segues into our second topic, which second is the goofy topic. topic of the, the goofy week. topic. <laughs> it is also transport related. And what is it about? Uh, it is about the past uh, last weekend when we had our standard charter marathon for a night for the first time ever. Yeah, for context, standard charter marathon is like the the marathon every year in Singapore. Yeah, right? If yeah. I'm not wrong, I'm not running. I, I, I don't. No, run no, no it's, it's the only marathon it's, in Singapore. Oh, it's the only one. I, no, I think I there's like a, sundown and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it's okay. It's the biggest. It's the biggest okay, marathon the biggest. that's been going on for a fucking long time. And it's uh. sponsored by, by Standard Charter, the big charter. bank. And, yeah, and, big and, bank. And, yeah la, basically everyone who's anyone in the running scene here will run Standard Charter Marathon, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And for the longest time, it would start at like 5.30 a.m., I believe. Mm. Like their waves, la, the elite, yeah. uh, the competitive wave would start at 5.30. Or the elite. And, <laughs> yeah, the elite. Uh, <laughs> then it goes on wave and wave and wave after that. So let's say if you were to start at 8 and you run like a six, seven hour marathon, you would end the afternoon. Ah, okay. And yeah. and it would be in the central area, Nicole Highway yeah. and stuff like that. So you can see the skyline and all. And yeah. typically thousands of people come. Like I think it's, there's some years like 50, 60,000 people run. Oh. Right? And the context for, for people who are not in Singapore, the reason why they flag off so early is because... It is hot as fuck. Yeah, it gets really warm. What, yeah. what time does it really get crazy? Because I've never I run I mean, the before. moment is like 10 or 11, the sun is out, you're fucking yeah, just... It's crazy. Yeah, regular, I've, I've ran it a few times already. The elite category. Yeah. No, 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 no. I knew that. No, no, no. You no, slipped please, in please. the elite the just common, so that you could say, the, oh, the, when the I ran man, the elite. The, co- the common man. <laughs> no, but the marathon elite is it fucking start, elite. Uh. That's in Bishan, is it? Marathon. That is that is insane. Uh. So yeah. I think I ran before, yeah, my race started at like eight. Uh, I finished it like two hours. I was just burnt. It was, uh. it was hot as hell, yeah. right? It's hot as So so fuck. there is a there is a, a benefit to having yeah. it start in the evening, like, yeah, right? Yeah. So that could also have been one of the considerations. Yeah. But but the thing is about last weekend, there were there were four four big ass things happening Huge. in town. Uh. Um so there was a standard charter marathon which flagged off uh, on uh at 6 p.m. I believe. Yeah. And concurrently, there was the the U2 concert. Yeah. <laughs> the that first started, day of the U2 concert. And that started at 8 o'clock. So 8 people PM. started. I think gates opened at 5. 5.30. 5.30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was a, I mean, it was at the National Stadium. There were like yeah. 30,000 people flocking yeah. there. And then it was the C3 Anime Festival at Suntec City. Okay. It was the Gardens by the Bay Christmas Wonderland. And yeah. it was the weekend of Black Friday. Okay. So so just uh, again to contextualize the Singapore map, right? Yeah. We're talking about all these activities are all happening either in the central to the eastern part yeah, of Singapore. Central east, yeah. And Singapore is already very small. Singapore's the, I think this, how many, I don't know how big. Uh, about 700 square kilometers. 700 square kilometers. And for all this activity to be concentrated in the eastern central part of Singapore. There's, we're talking, U2 concert, we're talking about like 50,000 people, right? Yeah. Standard Charter Marathon, how many people are we talking uh, about? What they said is, uh, like, I think 20, 30,000 people ran, 20, about 100,000 yeah. people showed up to yeah. support. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're like 120, 130,000 people. Yeah, and then you got Black Friday, so Orchard Black Road, Friday the sales. center. Yeah. Then you got Suntec City, which is also in the city yeah. center. So, so it, roads were closed, people were crowding places, the and, MRT was packed as well. And at first, at first, I thought, how bad could it be? Like, you know, yeah. things have been packed. Well, but what about the wedding stuff that you heard? Yeah, so apparently, a lot of people who booked weddings in hotels and various venues around the city had um, a lot of no-shows from guests who were caught in traffic jams. 
Because word has it that people were caught in traffic jams for three hours, four hours at a go over the evening. And some of them were so frustrated with their traffic jams, they decided to turn like uh, 20, 30, 40. So there were various stories of couples that ended up like with like uh, 20, 30, 40% no-shows at their weddings. And uh, another, again, to contextualize in Singapore, weddings in Singapore, having a wedding in Singapore is really expensive. Yeah. It's an affair that you need to book at least like probably a year in advance. And you probably got to cough up, I don't know, 40, 50, 70 80,000 dollars up front. Yeah. And you hope that, especially for Chinese yeah, weddings. Yeah, I was just like, going to oh, say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Chinese <laughs> weddings is when the Chinese it's family, the money laundering. Yeah, they, they, no, 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 it's not money laundering. <laughs> but, but you book the, the, the hotel ballroom in advance. Yeah. You pay for it in advance. And you hope that the guests who come will give uh, gift, gifts of money like, to you yeah. that you use to recoup this payment that you made. And if 20 to 30% don't yeah. turn up for your wedding, that's... Then it becomes like an Indian wedding, you make a loss. Yeah, you go into, <laughs> yeah, you go into debt. You go into debt. Oh yeah, can you explain like yeah. to, to so, Chinese listeners? Yeah, so, so. so to digress a bit, like when I first heard that Chinese weddings, the couples can actually break even, it fucking blew my mind. Break it, even? What do you mean break like even? Like the cost lah. Yeah, la, yeah. so yeah. I'm saying the, when you say break even, meaning that you can, they cover the cost of the wedding. Yeah, through gifts, through gifts uh, to money. cover the yeah. cost of the wedding. Yeah. So Indian weddings, first of all, you know it's a multi-day process. La. It's like a yeah. fucking festival. Yeah. And it's all just cash out. You're just throwing away money. The, the bride and groom the bride and groom family yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so okay. of course people can give gifts but there's always a net loss uh. and there's zero expectation f- to cover your yeah, wedding cover, right yeah, 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 yeah. so f- when I heard chi- like for in Chinese uh, some couples you can uh, fucking recoup it was insane la. Yeah. so but regardless whether Indian wedding or Chinese wedding here yeah. you're going to lose more than you thought la. definitely yeah, yeah. and it's, it's fucking crazy because like to, to be delayed two to three hours stuck in Singapore because Singapore Thankfully, our traffic jams are not that bad, yeah. And you can you can uh, attribute this to high car high car high car prices. Good urban planning by the government have to give them credit where credit is due, uh, and certain measures, la. But to be stuck two to three hours in the city center, oh yeah. my god, man. Yeah, and sort of the funny thing was that uh, a lot of people who wrote about what happened. They were, say, they were saying that, oh, you know, even the musicians at my wedding had to get off the taxis and push their <laughs> harps down Orchard Road to get to the wedding venue. Never if you thinking, got a harp at your wedding, right? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, oh, there's this other bunch of like, I don't know, 20, 30,000 people running down the road for a marathon. Then on the other side, this poor musician is in a suit is pushing a harp down Orchard Road. <laughs> It'd be so awesome if they start playing the music as they uh, yeah, run yeah. and they're playing, you know, some, some, some sad, somber music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking harp at a wedding. But as weird as it sounds, I've actually been to a wedding where there was a harp. Uh. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But yeah, if you have a harp at your wedding, chances are the money you lost wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't be a... Oh, I thought it'd be a lot more money you lost. I don't know. Like, who the hell gets a harp at a wedding? <laughs> you know? Maybe it's just a harp and nothing else. There's no one else. Just no a food harp. also. Uh. You, you bring your own yeah, food, bring your own alcohol style. just to come watch the harp. But that's why, yeah. I mean, the, there's a lot of debates online about should they have done this race at night on a Saturday night. La. Okay, so the context of why they wanted to do it uh, on at night and they actually spread it out across two to three days to include like a kids race, a 10K race. Yeah. Because I what I understand is that it fulfills some criteria for uh, the Singapore Marathon to be classified as like part of a Marathon Grand Slam. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think uh, serve as one of those marathons that if you do well, you can qualify for like the main few, like the Boston Marathon, all of which, yeah. like no one can just enter the Boston Marathon. You have to run a sub four hour marathon oh, or yeah. sub 330. Yeah. So Singapore has always been one of those recreational marathons, but I think they wanted to elevate it a bit. Like. And it has to be a certain number of days. Certain or number of days or something. I'm not so sure, but there was a reason why they did it and it was to be classified as a different level of marathon. Okay. So I can understand that. I respect that. And another thing they said is that 
Yeah, if you have it at night, there's a more of a celebratory feel and you can get more people to support you. Yeah. Because the thing you run fucking in the morning is no depressing. Be there, right? yeah. It's depressing because if you want to run around uh, along Nicole Highway, like if you run through the CBD, they still have buildings that can provide some shade. Yeah. On Nicole Highway, you're just by yourself. Oh, that's true. It's and, like a desert. Huh? Yeah, and, and this is like, we're, we're talking about a very uh, stretch in Singapore yeah. that's just no buildings. No it's buildings. just a highway, right? Yeah. yeah, and there's quite a lot of places like that. You run along East Coast also. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so right. it's hot as fuck. And thankfully, I, I did get a chance to run a Gold Coast Marathon last time. And Gold Coast the, in Australia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then you think what East Coast? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I just wanted to give you more chance uh, let to you brag, talk through to brag. Your, yeah, to brag about no, no, another I'm marathon that you ran. No, but I bring it up for a purpose. Because the weather was so nice, literally every along the way you run past the beach people's houses people come and sit and they oh, play yeah, music for you yeah, yeah, yeah. like some lady just gave us peeled oranges yeah. and it was amazing the whole way you feel like you're running amongst friends like. yeah, yeah. so if they wanted to replicate that in Singapore I think it can actually be a pretty awesome thing like. yeah. and I mean I can't okay so the thing about Standard Chartered Marathon is that it happens every year mm. and what I understand is like the day did one marathon ends the next week they're planning for the next year like. yeah. because it's such a huge event right so chances are these dates were locked in a while ago. I don't think they knew about you two. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they knew, okay, Black Friday, you can sort of predict, but well, Black Friday feels like one of those things that became unexpectedly big. Yeah, yeah. Right? And the anime festival. So it just feels like a shitty situation. La. But at the same time, uh, I was just thinking, la, when how come when F1 rolls around every year, it's a night race, right? The F1 race in Singapore is at night as well. Mm. A lot of roads are closed as well and all these things. So uh, we seem to have uh, gotten over all these road closures already. La. Mm. Why is it this one was such like, it came as such a huge surprise to everyone? Huh? I think, okay, first of all, people weren't expecting it. Like okay. F1, I think there's a certain uh, F1 transport. And, and it's far, huge yeah. because it's like, it, really a lot of roads yeah, are closed, uh, like, you uh, know, yeah. la, right? Yeah. And I think this one, those other factors did, did yeah. uh, those other uh, events also did play a part. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know, like, I think the F1, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it was the first year there was F1. I think they were fucked on our complaints. Uh, com- yeah. I mean, were, uh, to, to me, F1, they closed the roads like almost a week prior to the race. Mm. So whereas this standard chartered one, I think they closed it like five hours before the race. Yeah. So probably a lot of people don't plan it in because they don't even look at it. They don't watch the news yeah, or anything. Correct, correct. Right. So on Saturday night, you, you expect that, oh, what, what could possibly be happening? And yeah. then, oh shit, I think this typically happens. they will do the setup like from midnight to 6 a.m. the day before yeah. when the roads are dead and then 6 a.m. it flags off. So yeah. there is road closures, but it's during the day, yeah. and there aren't these crazy events happening. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think also like um, <laughs> I guess the one thing is now okay, they put the marathon in the heart of the city, so you have nice places to see. Uh. Yeah. But then I heard, I mean, I saw some people post also. Yeah, you want to do marathon, and I can go to Chuakang. Chuakang is like. Uh, very western part of Singapore that is beautiful uh, and the people are cool I'm a fan of the east uh, by the way but basically it's like uh, you in this industrial area or yeah. a two-hour marathon yeah. <laughs> it's like a really it's really not a scenic place to be running and like but. Singapore is small but you still get certain areas of Singapore that feel like holy shit where the fuck am I man because yeah the part of the joy tell me if I'm wrong like, part of the joy of running all these kind of marathons is that they close off these roads yeah. that are typically reserved for yeah. cars, right? Yeah. For you, like like the bridges and the highways yeah. and all that. So there is something nice, right? there. Yeah. And like to run, I mean, Singapore does have a very scenic skyline yeah. and at night it is gorgeous. Yeah. So I can I can understand the merits of a night marathon but wow, this one, I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, aside from maybe they did plan, fuck up the planning, even if they did plan it well, it just felt like, okay, like, shit was yeah. going to happen. Like. Yeah, so, so to me, it's like, because at first when I heard it and I saw on Facebook a lot of people complaining about it and then I was thinking, yeah, oh, that's terrible, that's terrible. Next year they shouldn't do it. But then I realized 
you know, we always complain about Singapore being a boring place. There's yeah. a, you have so many rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like, actually, the idea of oh, a marathon at night and where you can go and chill and support your friends who are running, that sounds like, you know, something fun to add to the Singapore calendar. Lah. So, is it really... Do we really... Is it, does it reflect collectively what we all want that we don't want this marathon to happen because you know it disrupts people's wedding because and stuff like I that. mean okay if you think about it if you're saying no marathon don't happen because people be inconvenienced then yeah. we are just like fucking the, the government saying put the circle exactly. the, set, the yeah, what, yeah. what's the fucking what's the line the, name the cross island cross line. island line because yeah. essentially it's convenience so that's what is marathon I think they should because I, I would love it if they just take a stand okay people are going to be inconvenienced yeah. but we are doing it for something that yeah. is is nice like it's an event yeah. that how many events in Singapore do you get like 50,000 people showing up? Exactly. Right. And, how yeah. many, like, and people train for it. It just feels like something that is not like some zuka of people getting drunk yeah. and impregnating everyone else and molesting and all yeah. this shit. But um, Standard Chartered, it just feels like it's a, it's a nice event to have. Like. I got a solution for that. Like. Maybe at the Standard Chartered Marathon, they should cordon off one area that is for people to want to get married uh. such that you can have your wedding there. <laughs> it's, there's your ballroom, they'll set up tables, everything. So that um, you can get your guests to also run the marathon and then after that, sit down for your wedding. And then they also have, like, <laughs> after the wedding, they have a concert. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. whoever's coming to town, yeah. Yeah, like, you play at the Standard Chartered Marathon yeah, yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah. Please wear your running shoes <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, so right. you run the Standard Chartered Marathon, then you attend the wedding. Yeah, the U2 concert was very preachy, right? So oh, yeah, part yeah, of it yeah. also like, run, you know, be healthy, yeah, you know, exercise, yeah. all good for you. Maybe yeah, maybe oh maybe they just close off the whole freaking island to cast. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere you want to go, you have to run. There. Yeah, exactly. That, would that be is awesome, a real marathon. Yeah. Like you want to go YouTube concert, you got to run fucking for it. But then it might take first. extra six minutes to go from point A to point B, and we know Singaporeans oh. cannot spare six minutes. Probably more like six hours, lah. But okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. But yeah, so with that's our. I mean, uh, like oh, you said, you I, think, I think I think it's thing a shitty situation. One thing to end off. As much as we want to like like we want to support the standard chartered marathon happening at night yeah. <laughs> there's this one article from business insider that says the standard chartered marathon was named amongst the world's worst marathon just days before causing traffic nightmare in the city <laughs> <laughs> yeah and apparently there was a list of world's worst marathons and not not in sync from singapore from, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah it was done by uh compiled by the sole supplier a uk-based trainer review and news site so standard chartered marathon was the third worst the oh second was New Delhi and the worst was Kuala Lumpur. Uh, Malaysia, Malaysia represent. Malaysia truly Asia. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's just, uh, it probably justifies people like, why would you, for the world's third yeah. worst marathon, <laughs> why would you screw up everyone's <laughs> wedding plans because of that? That's probably what people are saying. La. But right. all we can say is Standard Charter, you, we, 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 we would like you to carry on pursuing the marathon. And why be the third worst? Be the worst. Yeah, be the worst. You know, that can be a, a tagline. Why you want to run and around Mount Fuji have this beautiful thing? Just yeah. run and fucking be the worst. hot. Yeah, be the worst. <laughs> Set a record, you know. Yeah. And then at least, at least like, maybe close off more roads, piss yeah. off more people. Be the worst. No, yeah, then instead of people coming out to support you, you run and be fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> go home la. You, oh, run. you ruined my wedding, <laughs> fuck you. Instead of giving peel oranges, they throw like sport bakwa and all. Yeah, that, yeah oh, then be becomes, awesome. becomes like the tomato festival kind of thing <laughs> when people throw shit at you while you're running. Yo, eh? I tell you, we have chance to on a gem no. Why run from the bulls in uh what's that place in Spain? Pompolina. So why run? Run from Singaporeans. Yeah. <laughs> why have a zombie run? Run from angry Singaporeans. Over Ang- 42 km. Angry married couples. <laughs> angry almost married couples. <laughs> and shoppers. And shoppers. Yeah, and shoppers. Oh, lao eh. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yo, Standard Chartered. If you want to work on this, hook us up, man. Yeah, hook us we're, up. We're happy to provide our advisory services. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But mm-hmm. I knew, yeah, I, I knew personal people who were affected by it. I, I personally knew people who were affected by the jams quite badly. And even the YouTube concert, some people only got back home like in the 1 or 2 a.m. in the morning, even though the concert wasn't, it didn't even last that long and it wasn't that great. But that's just my own personal gripe. Yeah, man. <laughs> so so that was uh, the, the, our, our goofy and serious topic for the week. Yeah. Now we move on to our third and final segment. Which last week we didn't have, but yeah. this week we, we have, right? We didn't have. Yeah. It, that is our one shook thing of the week. Yeah. So so what what's what's your one shook thing, Terrence? My one shook thing. Oh actually uh it's it's something that I haven't seen myself, but because uh last Friday I saw it live, so I think it's it, I, I'm I think it's safe to recommend it. Uh so last Saturday I actually went to watch Ronnie Ching, the comedian, the Malaysian born comedian uh-huh. uh, in Singapore live and I was blown away like the show was his stand up show was amazing really yeah yeah I've, I've only ever watched him on clips of Trevor Noah's show on on the internet on, on Facebook whenever I see it and I've never actually thought that oh he's particularly funny or charming or anything and subsequently he was in Crazy Rich Asians and his character was I mean the character was quite funny but I mean, I didn't think much about his performance. But when he came to Singapore and, and was like doing his one hour stand up special, at least for, for our show, like he really killed it. Like really, everyone yeah. in the audience was laughing, tear, and it tears. And so it was a big hall, right? Big hall, tears out, Friday night, 9.30, starting at 9.30 p.m. And, and the, the, the jokes were like this fantastic mix of like uh, Singapore Malaysia jokes with like jokes about the political situation in the US, everything. So. He has a, and one of the statements he said was like, I, I don't know why you guys have paid like a hundred over dollars for these tickets when if you just waited one week, you could have watched it on Netflix. So, <laughs> so his comedy special is going to be on Netflix, yeah. Ooh, so I'm, I'm saying, I haven't watched it myself, but just based on the strength of his live show, I would heartily recommend it to anyone. Oh and, shit, um, that's but cool, man. at the same time, caveat is that maybe it wouldn't have as much uh, resonance because a lot of the Singapore Malaysia jokes might not have made it to the Netflix broadcast. Uh. No, but, but if you think about it, Netflix has done uh, specials with Har- uh, Harit Iskandar, Kevin yeah. J, and Fakafaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think he himself, when he was on stage, he said, oh, you know, anyway, this joke I just told won't, won't be in the, in the Netflix show. So yeah, you all got to enjoy it. Because he, he made some, oh, oh. he was making jokes about like Black Friday in Singapore and I stuff see, like see. that as well. That, that is very local and topical. La. You can oh, imagine cool. it won't be on a Netflix show. But check it out. La. I think make, make a decision for yourself whether you like this guy's humor. Because I was very, very shocked that I actually enjoyed it so much. La. I, 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 this was like one of the, one of the best stand-up shows I've been to. Uh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's my one shock thing. And okay. what is your one shock thing? So, so my one shock thing is this, uh, this crew, these, these rowers uh, from, um, I think from, from the UK. It's, it's uh, led by this guy, Doug, Jamie Douglas Hamilton. Um, and there's a three-man team of crew, uh, uh, crew rowers. Basically people who, like row, I think I don't know. Like uh, in Singapore, you never hear the term crew, but mm. they're just people who who row on boats. Uh. Yep. So they are attempting this fucking crazy thing that is a uh, seven hundred and fifty mile Drake passage, unassisted by engine or sail power, from Cape Horn to mainland Antarctica, and it's going to take them three weeks. Uh-huh. And there's a team of six, sorry, and they're going to row twenty four hours a day in ninety minute shifts for three weeks. Wow. And how wait? How are they going to sleep? They sleep during those 90 minutes. That means on the boat? Or? Yeah, on the boat. Oh, really? There's a boat uh, uh, that oh, will follow okay. them. They might get off the no, boat? No, no. They, they said it's not going to be assisted. Oh, but shit. But it's fucking crazy. When I heard, what, three weeks, 90 minute shifts, and they're estimating they'll sleep at most three hours in total because, yeah, like, after rowing, and like it's going to be sub-zero waters, 
uh, not say sub-zero waters. The water, seawater apparently freezes from zero to minus two, so it'll be within that. Oh, okay. That, that, and he said one, uh, once you fall into that water, you basically have five minutes before you die. Oh. But what's the purpose of, the, of them it's doing this? It's just a, 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 one of those pathways that have never been done unassisted by engine or sail. Oh, okay. So previously, they crossed something else that people were saying, oh, it was... Yeah, so... Uh, in 2014, Jamie was part of a Guinness World Record-breaking team that rode 5,000 nautical miles across the Indian Ocean from Australia to Africa. Wow. And back then, they, no one said they could do it. Oh. I think this is different because you're doing it continuous for three weeks. Oh, I see, I see. It's fucking insane. So, so yeah, and, and when you hear them talk, it's quite inspiring. Like their, their whole thing is about people told us we couldn't do that passage and we did it. So now we're just out to prove people wrong. Oh, that's, yeah. that's and, and it always inspires me when I see these people, these crazy athletes doing stuff that people have never done before. Because yeah, you fucking like, recently also that guy ran the sub two hour marathon. Oh yeah. Woo! Yeah. Not a stand chart. Uh. Not a stand no, chart. No, not a stand oh. chart. That would be awesome if stand chart is the world's worst marathon and someone breaks a two hour barrier there. Yeah. What does it say about a human potential? If in Singapore's heat, you can break the two hour Ooh. barrier, then like in better weather, you probably can you go fly, like, man. You like fly. one hour or less. Fly. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so today was a very running slash transport related podcast. Yeah. Very... Makes me feel like getting on the move, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hopefully this inspires you guys to... Maybe, why don't you listen to this while you're on the run? But if you've come to this and hearing this now, you probably listen to it already. Listen yeah. to a previous podcast on your next run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, you, you, as you as you listen to it while running, also uh, think about the poor people who will be stuck in the MRT. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not... For, and getting to their destination six minutes faster. Six minutes, yeah, six minutes faster. <laughs> Feel happy for them, not yeah. sad, sorry. And all the poor animals suffering from the uh, vibrations of the ground every fucking three minutes. Yeah, and also the couples that didn't manage well, to We're ending on a, on a very somber <laughs> note. <laughs> we're just saying, yeah, think about, who, who, think about how your actions affect everyone around you. Yeah, and check out Mr. Corbun Wan's Facebook post. Uh, yeah. For, for lols. Yep. Alrighty. Nah. So... That brings us to the end of another episode of Yalabat. And we got very exciting stuff next week, as mentioned. Yeah. Uh, someone from, so some, maybe some people from Singapore Social. Singapore Social. We might come on board as special episodes. We'll, we'll drop the news as soon as we have it. Yep, yep. And till then. Alrighty. Peace. Bye.